Thanks for listening to this teaching from City of Life Church. Check out www.col.tv for more great teachings, service times, and information on upcoming events. Now, let's join the service already in progress. If you don't know me, I'm Pastor Jessica, and I'm one of our associate pastors here. And today I get the privilege to preach. I'm so excited. And I'm preaching using the movie Avatar The Way of Water. Who here has seen Avatar? Okay, thank God, because this movie is so hard to explain in like one sentence. But the second movie is all about how Jake, oh, thank you, good thing I numbered it, about how Jake and his family are under attack again by the human race. Jake lives on the world of Pandora. He's officially a part of the Navi people. And in the second movie, Jake and his family, he has kids now, and they live among the forest people. Go with me if you haven't seen this movie. (laughs) He lives among the forest people, and they come under attack again. And so Jake has to take his family and exile themselves from their tribe and go and find refuge in a far off land. And Jake and his family end up finding refuge with the reef people or the sea people. And this tribe, as you can tell by its name, live alongside of the ocean. And they have different skill sets. Their bodies look different than the forest people. And you know, I'm watching this movie trying to ask the Lord, okay, God, show me, show me what you want me to talk about, right? And the clan leader of the Reef tribe finally decides, okay, we'll let you find refuge with us, but just know you're not, you're not gonna fit in right away. And he says this, tell me this doesn't sound like scripture. He says, they do not know the sea, so they will be like babies taking their first breath. Teach them our ways so that they do not suffer the shame of being useless. This reminds me a lot of what the writer says in Hebrews. In Hebrews 5, 11 through 14, it says, there is so much more we wanna say about this, but it's difficult to explain since you are spiritually dull, ouch, <laughs> and don't seem to listen. You have been believers for so long that you ought to be teaching others, but instead you need someone to teach you just the basic things about God's word. You are like babies who need milk and cannot eat solid food. For someone who lives on milk is still an infant and doesn't know how to do what is right. Solid food is for those who are mature, who through training have the skill to recognize the difference between right and wrong. Go with me, but I really believe that today Just like the forest people had to learn the way of water, the way of the reef people, I believe that the Lord wants us all to learn the way of the Holy Spirit, the way of the Holy Spirit. Let's pray. God, I thank you so much for this incredible church family. Lord, I know that this is a room full of hungry people who love you. Lord, there's just such a sweet presence 
in this place today and God, would you give me the right words to be able to talk about your precious Holy Spirit. We love you so much, God, in your name, amen. So yeah, just like the forest people had to learn the way of the water, when we become Christians, we are invited into a new way. You know, we have sin nature. And so when we accept Christ as our Lord and our Savior, we have a new way of life to learn. And that way is the way of the Holy Spirit. You know, Pastor Jeff is such an incredible preacher. He has such great theologically sound messages. And a few years ago, he had this whole series about the Holy Spirit. Does anybody remember that? Was anyone here during that season? It was such an incredible um, word about who the Holy Spirit is. And I remember him teaching us that there are three distinct baptisms that we experience as believers. So he was telling us that the first one is when the Holy Spirit baptizes us into relationship with Christ. That is when you first accept Jesus as your Lord and your Savior. That is the first baptism. And then the second baptism is when a disciple of Jesus baptizes you into water. That is when you make a public declaration of your faith in Christ and you just so happen to be doing baptisms today, ironically, so the timing couldn't have been any better. But then the third baptism, and, and the baptism that I believe a lot of Christians go their entire lives without, is when Jesus baptizes you into the Holy Spirit. It is one of the most important baptisms. It is the baptism of the Holy Spirit that allows you to walk in the fullness of your relationship with Christ. And I believe that Jesus is inviting you into the way of the Holy Spirit. You know, so many Christians tend to reject the Holy Spirit because they just simply do not understand him. Maybe they think he's weird or they fear it, like, oh, that's some mystical weird force that I don't wanna get into. Um, and you know, when we talk about the way of water, I can't help but see the Holy Spirit like the ocean. And my husband is a certified scuba diver he um, has taught me a lot about the ocean over the years. And, um, you know, a lot of Christians, I see the Holy Spirit like us submerging ourselves into the deep end of Christianity. And it's kind of like the ocean, right? We love to go to the beach. Who loves to go to the beach? We like to sit alongside its shores. We like to be on the shores of the ocean. But I like to hear its waves, but I don't really want to go in it. <laughs> like not like deep, deep, right? Like maybe I'll like wade in the shallow end, have some fun, but to go into the deep end of the ocean, I know statistically many of us fear the ocean <laughs> and everybody said amen. <laughs> and my husband, it's funny because he's actually currently scuba diving in the Galapagos right now. Talk about no fear swimming with whale sharks, um, sea lions, dolphins, all of the things. And he's taught me that the ocean is actually scarier above the water 
than it is beneath the water. That when you are above the water and floating, it's really hard to see what's beneath the surface. Like, oh my gosh, there's totally a shark near me. Or what just touched me? Was that seaweed or was that a jellyfish? And we can't see always what's around us. But as a scuba diver, he's taught me that once you go beneath the waters 30 feet, 60 feet, 70 feet, when there is clear visibility, there are times where you can see hundreds of feet around you. And the peace that comes over you when you're under that water is unlike anything you can imagine. It's why people get addicted to scuba diving, because it's magical. It's a whole new world. And you're not afraid of a shark's going to come attack you because you can see for hundreds and hundreds of feet. And so just like the ocean, I, I really believe that today the Holy Spirit is inviting us into the deep end with him. You know, I want you to ask yourself, are you currently walking in the way of the Holy Spirit? Think about it. Maybe you're newer to the faith, which congratulations, that's a big deal. And maybe you just haven't gotten to that next step. Like, okay, what does that look like? Or maybe you are just like super hesitant. Like you've been walking with the Lord a few years, but you just, I don't know about that. Like, don't talk to me about tongues, please. Or maybe you have been a Christian for a really long time and you know the Holy Spirit, but today you just want him to fan into flame a fire that maybe has dimmed out a bit. I can relate to that in seasons. Regardless of where you see yourself, I know that Jesus is inviting you into a deeper way with the Holy Spirit. And like our scripture said, we need to go from being spiritually dull or babies to being mature believers. I love what the writer says here, who through training have the skill to recognize the difference between right and wrong. It is a practice to know the Holy Spirit. I think sometimes people think, okay, if Pastor Jeff could just lay hands on me, if Pastor Amy could just anoint me, I would have the same relationship with the Holy Spirit they have. But that is, that is a practiced relationship with the Holy Spirit that they have. And it's something that we all have the opportunity to learn together today. Are you ready? Are you ready to learn about the Holy Spirit a little bit today? So what is the way of the Holy Spirit? Gosh, when I was thinking about that, I mean, I was overwhelmed with the amount of scripture on the Holy Spirit, the amount of teachings, the directions you can go in when talking about the Holy Spirit. But I really just asked him to show me, okay, Jess, who has the Holy Spirit been for you? Who has he been to you according to his word and through your experience? And I, I wanna tell you today, that the way of the Holy Spirit is, number one, a promised way. He is promised to every believer. He was promised to me. He's a powerful way. He has power for your life. Untapped power that you have never, ever experienced before. And lastly, and I believe most importantly, he is a personal way. He is a personal 
way. We're going to talk a lot about that in a little bit, but let's start with a promised way. You know, the Holy Spirit is promised to every single person in here who believes in Christ. I love the amplified version of the Bible, and Jesus says in John chapter 14, if you really love me, you will keep and obey my commandments. And I will ask the Father, and he will give you another helper. In parentheses, it says, he is the comforter, he is the advocate, the intercessor, the counselor, the strengthener, your standby to be with you forever. Oh, the spirit of truth whom the world cannot receive. Oh, because it does not see him or know him, but you know him. Because he, the Holy Spirit, remains with you continually and he will be with you. What a promise. He is a promised companion for our lives. And like I said, there are three baptisms. He is that promised last baptism. And think about it for a second. When we read in the Old Testament, we read of glimpses of the Holy Spirit. The Old Testament is not devoid of the Holy Spirit. He's present in the lives of people in the Old Testament, but he is there in part, in fraction. You know, we see him come on to people at certain times, but what we experience today as believers could not have been possible until the cross. Think about that. The Holy Spirit would not have been available to us until the cross. And think about what the cross offered us. Time and time again, we read in the Old Testament of people failing to measure up to the law of God. But then Jesus arrives on the scene. He dies on the cross for the forgiveness of our sins. And we're finally able to be in right standing with God, with access to God. There are so many incredible, beautiful gifts that we get because of Jesus' work on the cross. But the most beautiful one of all is relationship with the Holy Spirit. You get that as a believer. And you know what's amazing is that we don't just experience the Holy Spirit in part today, but you have his fullness. You have his fullness. You have the fullness of his power in your life. You have the fullness of relationship with him in your life. And this didn't exist before Pentecost, but you and I get it. Just, just think about that for a second, that we are living in a day and age that prophets and righteous people of long ago wished to have. That's one of my favorite scriptures is Matthew chapter 13, when Jesus is talking to his disciples, telling them the mysteries of certain parables. And he says, but blessed are your eyes because they see and your ears because they hear. For truly, I tell you, many prophets and righteous people long to see what you see, but they did not see it, and to hear what you hear, but they didn't hear it. You and I get the promise. You and I get the dispensation of the Holy Spirit in our lives today. 
Think about it. Moses longed to see the fulfillment of the cross in his lifetime. David longed to see Jesus in his lifetime. But you and I get the Holy Spirit. It's incredible. He was always meant for us. Jesus says in Acts chapter 1 through 4, one, four through five, but wait for the gift my father has promised. In just a few days, you will be baptized with the Holy Spirit. He is a promised gift to us today. And secondly, he is a powerful way. He is a powerful way for your life today. You know, I, it saddens me when I see Christians who are walking in deep insecurity and um, defeat or hopelessness in their lives when they know Jesus, they've accepted him as their Lord and Savior, but they're walking in such a weak state. It's a shame because they don't even realize the power that they have access to. Paul says in Romans 15, I pray that God, the source of hope, will fill you completely with joy and peace because you trust him. Then you will overflow with confident hope because of the, through the power of the Holy Spirit. Through the power of the Holy Spirit. Jesus, when he ascended, he said, I will send the Holy Spirit just as my father promised. But stay here in the city until the Holy Spirit comes and fills you with power from heaven. The disciples couldn't even accomplish the mission that God had for them until they had the power of the Holy Spirit. What makes you think that you and I can live our lives in today's America without the power of the Holy Spirit? Mothers, you need the Holy Spirit to train up your children. Fathers, you need the Holy Spirit today. You need the Holy Spirit in your business today. You need him. You know, the Holy Spirit gives us power to do many incredible things as believers. First and foremost, he gives us the power to overcome sin. That's important. That's so important. We need the Holy Spirit's help daily to keep us walking in righteousness, maturing in our character. If you're struggling with the same sins that you struggled with 10, 15, 20 years ago, I would present to you that maybe the Holy Spirit's power is not active in your life today. Because those sins, he has the power to overcome. You can grow in him. You can mature in him. You don't have to be stuck in those old ways when you have the Holy Spirit working in and through you. He gives you the power to overcome sin. He also gives you the power to know truth. It says that he leads you into all truth in John 16. Thank you. <laughs> he gives you the ability to understand the word of God. Oh my gosh, I talked to so many young adults who are like, the Bible is boring. I don't know how to read it. I, don't, I just don't have the energy to read it. Ask the Holy Spirit to lead you into the truth of his word and the truth will be illuminated to you. It's actually so simple because his truth is simple. It's not complicated today. 
And another kind of truth that he leads you into is um, the ability to discern things. Pastor Amy is notorious for always saying this, like when her kids are tempted to lie to her, like, you can lie to me, but the Holy Spirit will reveal the truth to me. I use that a lot with people. (laughs) I am unashamed to say the Holy Spirit will reveal to me the truth (laughs) because it's true. He has done that for me and it's in his word. And he also gives us the power to pray today. Think about that. You might be the best prayer warrior in the world. You can get on this stage and pray circles around me. But I know that there are just some circumstances in our life that words fail. That you you don't know how to pray. I, I wish that I knew how to pray over some circumstances in my life, but I I don't I can't even find the words sometime but the Holy Spirit can help you. He can help you. Romans 8 says the Spirit helps us in our weaknesses. We do not know what we ought to pray for, but the Spirit himself intercedes for us through wordless groans. If you've been hesitant about receiving your prayer language today, I just... I want to encourage you to get alone with God. Read your Bible. Ask him about that. At City of Life, we teach that a prayer language is important to the life of a believer. There have been times in my life where I didn't know what to pray, but I prayed in a heavenly language, in the gift of tongues, and I felt that peace of God. That is available to you today. That is power in the Holy Spirit today. And he also gives us power to be a witness. And let's think about what that means for a second. That doesn't necessarily mean that God's calling you to be an evangelist and stand on stages. But all of us have a mandate as Christians to be bold in our faith for Christ. I love this. Pastor Jeff has always said that there are, there's no such thing as a shy personality. That shyness is not really a personality trait. I was shy as a teenager. I was timid. I would never raise my hand in class. I was insecure. I lacked confidence. But when the Holy Spirit came into my life, I had no choice but to experience the boldness and the confidence that knowing the Lord had for me. It's, it's not like I try. It is on me. I know that it is on me. And this is not Jess up here. This is the Holy Spirit living and breathing inside of me, giving me the boldness to speak his word today. And that same Holy Spirit is available to you. He is available to you today to give you boldness to declare the name of Jesus. And lastly, and probably my most favorite thing about the Holy Spirit is that he is a personal way. He is a personal way. In the Gospel of John, Jesus refers to the Holy Spirit as the paraclete. 
which means the one who is called alongside of us or the one who intercedes on our behalf. The Holy Spirit is not just some distant part of the Godhead. If you read your Bibles, you know that the Holy Spirit is an equal part of the Trinity. And he is a part of the Trinity that we get up close and personal to us today. He's with you in every detail of your life. In the message version in John chapter 14, Jesus says this so beautifully. He said, I'm telling you these things while I'm still living with you. The friend, the Holy Spirit, whom the Father will send at my request, will make everything plain to you. He will remind you of things I have told you. Oh, I'm leaving you well and whole. That is my parting gift to you, peace. I don't leave you the way you're used to being left, feeling abandoned, bereft. Don't be upset. Don't be distraught. That is about the Holy Spirit today. Jesus knew we would need comfort. Jesus knew we, we, we would need a helper. This life is hard. But you know what's interesting about a friendship is that it takes two. He is ever-present, always there, knows every detail of your life, but now you have to learn a thing or two about him. It's now your responsibility to seek him daily. It, it takes our participation in this friendship. It looks like investing time in prayer, time in reading your word, time in just waiting for his voice. And the beautiful reward is a sweet friendship with the Holy Spirit. And if I could, I just would love to share a little bit about my testimony in this season. You know, my husband and I have um, been walking through a bit of a long journey of starting a family. Um, we've been waiting, we've been praying, and we were really excited because last summer we got the news that I was pregnant. And, you know, when you get that news, it's exciting. You want to celebrate. You want to shout it off to the rooftops. And I remember we um, shared the news with our family and you know, it's difficult when then you get the news that you're miscarrying. And I, I felt compelled to share this today because I know statistically that there are women in this room that have experienced pregnancy loss, infertility, just waiting. And it's very, very difficult. And my heart goes out to you. But I want to share with you how the Holy Spirit was there for me. Can I do that? Because when you get some of the hardest news that you can get, you have two choices. You can go to vices in the things of this world that you know will keep you comfortable, or you can lay yourself before your friend and ask the Holy Spirit to be with you. And I'll never forget being in my home, just saying, Holy Spirit, would you speak to me? 
because I don't, I don't understand. <laughs> I've, heard, I've had promises from you, Lord. You've spoken so clearly to me. You, you told me I thought that this was it. And I'm really confused right now. But God, I know who you are and I know that you're good. So speak to me. And I remember just the immediate sense of comfort that I experienced in that moment. I, I know the Smiths could tell you it's unexplainable when God shows up in your worst moment. It's, it's surreal because you feel peace that you shouldn't be feeling. You feel comfort that you shouldn't be feeling. You feel hope that you shouldn't be feeling because the Holy Spirit is with you. And I'll never, ever forget that feeling. But what's really sweet is the Holy Spirit began to speak to me about the baby. And Pastor Janice has really encouraged me in that. And she's always said, you know, name, name the baby. And I remember my husband and I praying and my sister sitting over here. And um, she came and prayed with us too. And um, I remember my husband feeling super convicted that it was a girl. And so we just prayed into that. And my sister brought me flowers, um, brought me lilies. And as we were in prayer, I remembered my baby niece, Adelaide. Um, she was praying for me a lot in that season, actually. She's only five years old and a prayer warrior. And she would tell me all the time, Titi, I think you're gonna have a girl and she's gonna be named Flower. And I was like, ha ha, that's funny. Oh, little one, little child. I wish you would have given me a better name, but okay. <laughs> and she would always say that. And I remember as we were in prayer that day, reeling from the news, and I'm looking at these lilies that my sister brought me and I'm reminded of the scripture in Matthew that the Lord would bring to me often in Matthew 6 where Jesus says, do not worry. Do not be anxious for anything. Don't you know that I take care of the birds of the field and also the lilies of the field? And in that moment, I knew her name was Lily. And you can't make that up. You know, you can go and tell me I'm crazy, but I know that was the Holy Spirit. And he didn't have to do that, but we're friends. And that's how he speaks to me. That's how he comes alongside of me because he knows what Jess needs to hear. He knew that I would need to cling on to that word this past year as my husband and I have navigated infertility as we've taken these next steps that are hard in a season of infertility. He knew that I would need that comfort. He's so good. He's so good. And he doesn't just magically remove pain from our lives. Grief is a journey that he patiently walks us through, but he walks alongside of us through it. He's with you in the waiting. He is with you in the pain. He is with you in the confusion, in the disorientation. He is with you. 
And you might be asking yourself today, okay, you sold me. <laughs> what do I need to do to have this kind of relationship with the Holy Spirit? I love what Peter says in Acts chapter 2, verse 38 through 39. He says, three very simple steps. Peter, he doesn't beat around the bush. He says, repent. Be baptized in the name of Jesus and receive the Holy Spirit. Repent of your sins. Turn away from your old life. Put the drugs down. Put the vices down. Walk away. Repent. And once you've made that de declaration for Christ in your heart, get in front of people and be baptized in water. Go be unashamed about the decision you've made for Christ. And then receive the Holy Spirit. It's that simple. But maybe you're wondering, okay, I've been baptized. I accepted Jesus. What does the way of the Holy Spirit look like? How do you know that you're walking in the way? Let's go back to our text scripture in Hebrews. We need to go from being spiritually dull or babies to being mature believers who through training have the skill to recognize the difference between right and wrong. Have you been trusting the promised way today? Have you been seeking out the powerful way today? Have you been embracing the personal way today? Galatians 5, 22 through 23 spells it out for us if you need a little bit more help. The fruit of the Spirit is how you know you are walking in the Holy Spirit. Do you walk in love today? Do you have joy in your life? Peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, self-control. That is how you know you are walking in the way of the Holy Spirit in your life. And it's not just multiple fruit as Pastor Jeff has talked about, it's all one fruit. You can't have love and be on the highway and have no self-control on the road, right? You can't have kindness to someone but lack in patience. You can't be faithful to something but not have goodness in your heart. It's all one fruit of the Spirit. And that's how you know. And in this moment, I would love for us to reflect on how the Holy Spirit is speaking to us individually. Are you currently walking in the way of the Holy Spirit? Or do you need to take that next step? Like I said before, maybe you're newer to the faith and you're like, okay, I need to get baptized today and I want the Holy Spirit. Or maybe you just want God to fan into flame a fire that's already there. You want more of Him. You don't want the Holy Spirit just in part. You want His fullness today. I want to give two invitations today. The first is for anyone in the room who does not know Christ as their Lord and Savior. 
you have a beautiful invitation today. So would you just bow your heads with me, close your eyes. If that is you and you know, hey, she is speaking to me. I need to accept Jesus as my Lord and Savior. Without hesitation, would you just lift your hand straight up in the air? And say, hey, that's me. I need to accept Jesus as my Lord and Savior. No one's looking around. This is for you and the Lord today. Would you repeat this prayer after me? Say, dear Jesus, I'm inviting you into my life. Thank you for dying on the cross for my sins. I'm turning away from an old life and I'm walking into a brand new life with you. Today, it is Jesus first and Jesus always. You can go ahead and look up now because this next invitation is for anybody in the room. No matter how long you've known the Lord or if you literally just got saved right now, you have an opportunity to receive the Holy Spirit in fullness today. If you want to receive the gift of the Holy Spirit into your life, I wanna invite you to stand with me today. I wanna invite you to stand if you want the gift of the Holy Spirit. I've invited Zoe to come back onto the stage because my gosh, it's just anointed. And I want us to sing for a little bit. I believe that the Holy Spirit is going to meet you. He's going to minister to you today. He's going to meet you right where you're at. In your pain, in your confusion, in your loss, in your grief, in your wondering. He's here for you. And if you want to receive the gift of the Holy Spirit, would you just stretch your hands out in front of you like you're literally receiving a gift in your hands? Lord, we invite you. Holy Spirit, we want to know you more today. You lead us into the knowledge of who Jesus is. You are our helper. You are our comforter. You are the one who brings truth into our lives. You are the one who helps us to walk away from sin and walk in righteousness with you. Holy Spirit, you are the power in our life. You are our friend. And we don't want anything else more than we want you right now in this moment. So right now I speak that every person whose heart is open to you today would receive the gifts of the Holy Spirit. Receive Him right now. Come on, let's sing one more time. Thank you, Holy Spirit.
he's moving in this space today. We're not done yet. I see the Holy Spirit and he's just wanting to exchange with you. Whatever it is that has been heavy on your heart in this season, he wants to exchange his presence for that thing. We're just gonna sing softly for just a few more seconds. I don't want anything else. Would you do that exchange with him? Maybe it's the burden of a child that is a prodigal. Your heart is so heavy, you just can't even focus on anything else until your child comes to know the Lord. The Holy Spirit wants to exchange that burden for his lightness today. Maybe it is a diagnosis over your life, health situation. He wants to exchange your fear today for his lightness over your life. Maybe it is a heavy, heavy, deep depression that you've been walking in. The Holy Spirit wants to exchange that heaviness for lightness. Can we just sing softly? I don't want anyone else. church you sing it out let's hear your voice today come on let it be the cry of your heart today come on sing it till you believe it falling off of your life chains falling off of your life he's speaking to you individually right now whatever you need to hear he's speaking it to you today come on can we all stand today together thank you Lord Oh, come on, this is how revival starts. When God's people begin to get hungry for his presence. When we don't want anything else but him. When we get ourselves out of the way. And we say yes to whatever it is he has for us.
we just seal this moment in your presence. Thank you, Holy Spirit, for falling upon us today. We're so grateful for your fullness. We don't want to experience you in part. We want everything that you have for our lives. We want your promise in our lives. We want to walk in your power. We want to know you intimately today, God. God, I thank you for this beautiful and vibrant church family that is hungry for you. God, I know that you will continue to meet us. We love you so very much. In Jesus' name, and everybody said, Amen. Church, you're amazing. Thank you for having me today. Hey, we have Pastor Amy coming to give you some very important next steps. I love you so much. Thank you. This concludes the teaching. If you'd like to support what God is doing here at City of Life, click on the Give button at www.col.tv or text a dollar amount to the number 855-997-6900. We hope you'll join us again.